Hello and welcome to the DJ Force 10 In Conversation podcast episode 143. Um, and my very special guest on today's episode is none other than the legendary guitarist Steve Hackett. Uh, formerly of Genesis. Um, he has a brand new book coming out, an autobiography, if you will, called A Genesis in My Bed. It is out in July. Um, this podcast, full disclosure, was recorded a couple of months ago, but we managed to keep hold of it. Um, and now I feel it's the right time to kind of uh, release it, get the ball rolling for his release of the book, um, which is out, uh, like I said, on the 24th of July. And uh, I've uh, read experts from it that he's put up on the website and stuff like that. And it, it looks really good. I mean, as far as autobiographies go, I'm looking forward to reading it, to be honest. Um, but it kind of um, goes back on his career uh, since uh, leaving Genesis and um, and the sort of various sort of like journeys and such that it's taken him on. Obviously, we touch on it in the podcast as well. So we'll talk about that in there. Um, but it was an absolute honor to speak to him, uh, to be perfectly honest, um, sort of speaking to these musicians that that my very early childhood experiences of, of listening to music through my parents and things um and actually getting to speak to these people that have kind of like molded me into the sort of like music lover dj type thing that i've become so no that's all fantastic and good um but yeah thank you for downloading the shows uh that we've uh, been putting out daily um and they've all been going down well i'm just gonna put out my sort of like weekly uh plea for some uh ratings from you lovely people listening if you can go to the place where you get your podcast from and actually put a rating in there for the podcast it helps this one's just sort of climb up and get noticed more by other people uh just so we can get these bands the maximum amount of exposure we can give them on that front um and that would be absolutely fantastic. Like I said, I've been keeping an eye on various things in previous podcasts and the numbers are good. Um, and the sort of like get gradually getting ratings and followers on Spotify, which is great. We just got added to iHeartRadio, which again is great for my stateside listeners. I've just submitted it to Pandora as well, which is another big service to be on. Um, so I'm waiting to hear back if that's been accepted. And I'm getting fantastic guests on the show. In fact, um, yesterday, as this is being recorded, um, I had a fantastic interview with one of the DJs i got coming up. If you follow me on social media, you will know which one that is. Um, and it's it's just been like being able to connect with these people. It's been absolutely fantastic. But without much further ado, I give you Steve Hackett. Enjoy. Thank you very much for joining us. Um, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good, thank you. Yeah, very good. Considering I'm at home and um, I've had my hour of exercise out in the street. And, oh, fantastic. Uh, <laughs> and now we're all, it's, it's, it's lockdown, you know. Um, it is, yeah. but, uh, but hey, you know, um, things could be worse. I'm playing a lot of guitar at home, so I'm, I'm enjoying that. And um, so the music's always there, which yeah. is... Uh, constant companion yeah definitely definitely and 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 um like with this downtime like still sort of like uh centering around the guitar are you finding that as a um obviously because obviously you, you play a lot of shows and you know in, in the past you've gone through a lot of like albums and things like that but do you yeah. still find pleasure in playing that guitar like making up new new riffs and things like that oh yeah yeah um been playing a lot of nylon guitar at home um i haven't been playing as as much of, of that in, in public in recent years because I've been uh, concentrating on rock stuff again. Um, but um, 
see, yeah, there's something about nylon guitar playing it until your fingers are sore again. Yeah. Remembering what it what it was like, you know, playing to that point where your fingers um you really shouldn't play anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's grooves in my fingers. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> what was that John Lennon said to me about I've got blessed to some of my fingers? Yes. Yeah, well that's that's it. Yeah, that's exactly. the price of admission with with guitar. That's it. <laughs> if you're serious about it, that's what it will do to you. And um, everyone tells the same tale, but you've got to keep got to keep going if you're if you're manic about it. And I'm I'm still manic about it. That's awesome. I'm the same with um, bass guitar. That's my sort of like weapon of choice. And like just right. ha- having this downtime recently, like yeah. between sort of looking after the family and everything, I've I've sort of found. Yeah. You know, because you have to have a creative outlet. I found, and and doing things like this, like talking to people like you, and um, and making music of my own, or even just I'm, I'm just twiddling. I'm not really like recording anything, but just playing right. that bass until like I haven't really sat down and played it for a few years now. Like you say, until your fingers yeah. hurt. Um, yeah, and it's sort of rebuilding the callus that were once there. <laughs> yes, um, especially the, the calluses. Bass. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Twelve-string guitar. Now that's something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think no matter how robust your calluses are, if you're playing twelve-string guitar, it will it will sort you out. <laughs> it will. It will. I, I think everyone I've ever known has only been able to play twelve-string for a bit, and then and then they have to stop. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. It's I've... like the law of diminishing returns. You've not just got one groove in your fingers; you've got two, and uh, <laughs> you're holding down twice the weight. Even though I use light gauge strings. Uh, these days, yeah. um, but um, even so, even with that, um, yeah, it, it usually gets to the end of my strength. The fingers give up before the spirit does. Yes, that's for sure. Yes, no, that's definitely the case in my case as well. Like, I really want to go, but it just just doesn't. I can't do it anymore. <laughs> but yeah, um, no, that's that's um, that's really cool. You can still find um, like the urges to play it and everything because. It's it's one of those things where obviously you've you've been in the music music business for I'm not going to say how many years but you've been in it for many years um, and and it's nice that you still find kind of either a solace or a passion for what you do yeah because I've known so yeah many exactly musicians that kind of when they're not doing the music thing they go off the boil yeah. and and you know yeah. not not that they're bad players or anything like that they just turn away from it for a bit it's like they have this like yes. hate love hate relationship with it. Oh, I know. Uh, uh, there, there is that. Um, uh, it's it's a funny thing, isn't it? It's a it's a very demanding mistress, um, and she'll take everything you've got and and then some more. Yeah. And there are times when it's um, even the great Andrew Segovia said sometimes sometimes she's impossible. Yes. And that's what he said <laughs> about guitars and. Um, I, I I get to that point. I get frustrated thinking, yeah, I want to be able to do these two noises consecutively that aren't terribly difficult. But the fourth finger and, and the thumb, yeah, four finger dragging the strings backwards over a chord makes one noise, and the thumb going forwards makes perfect noise. But to join up the two and get them in time, yeah, isn't always easy. No. And uh, I, I tend, when I record, when I reach those brick walls, I mean, I can rattle off tons of things, but when you hit those brick walls, you think, well, I'll just have to record those bits separately, you know, the upstrokes and the downstrokes, yeah. and, um, and uh, just to 
disabuse anyone of the notion that everything I do is always perfect it isn't um, <laughs> uh, and and uh, it's by fair means or foul I will I will get to the end result do you find that easier um, now with the technology that we have at hand to record things than say back sort of even just 20 years ago um, I think so yeah I think you can do closer edits than you used to do um, um I prefer not to, but I find particularly with um, nylon guitar where you might be able to access the next position very easily, but there might be a squeak getting to it. Yeah. And um, a lot of people get turned off nylon guitar, classical guitar, because, you know, players have to move around a lot and, and there's, there's times when it's going to squeak. There's no doubt about it. So. Yeah. I often do a pickup. In other words, I I drop in, yep. um, so I'm already in position and um, um, tricks of the trade, I guess. Yeah, that's, yeah. No, that's I mean, I, I, as I say, I'll, I'll do whatever it takes. Same with vocals as well. Yeah, yeah. Because I was um, like when when I was younger, when I was in college, I was um, taught sound recording, well, the old fashioned way with tape yes. <laughs> so yep. um we learned on a on a on a on a reel to reel um we learned how to edit and things like that with like razor blades and sticky tape and all yep. that kind of stuff yep. and and yep. obviously now like what i'm using right now is a world away from that and i was just curious because you've you've been through you've you've done many albums in that situation of tape um and then i was just wondering like how, like how you obviously you've adapted and evolved and and sort of adopted this new technology and it is still new because they're still you know they're still perfecting certain parts of it um yeah do you ever feel the urge to go back to tape or um, do you feel it's sort well of... funnily enough um yeah at home at the moment um all my my equipment is is out on on tour and it's stuck in america and it's supposed to arrive on the 2nd of april oh. but it won't arrive and that'll be in liverpool it won't arrive until the seventh in London. That's if um, the measures that are in place. Um, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah. It's, um, as long as that happens, and these are very uncertain times. Um, and I remember when I used to record myself on my Studer A80 machine, and uh, I was very fond of that. Although I was the world's worst engineer, <laughs> and I would wipe takes that take me three hours to. Um, to get, and I realised I needed help, including psychiatric help, to get over that. You <laughs> yes. know, and um, uh, and I'm not very, I'm not very techy, but I, you know, my tech is practicing technique. Yeah, and that's what I can do, and I'll do that endlessly. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I, I do miss the self sufficiency, and I envy, you know, most of the people I work with. I'm much more teched up than I am, and um, I am I'm just incompetent in some areas, and and I'm a racehorse in others. So what do I do? Yeah, it was. Yeah, I mean, it's one yeah, of those I can things. be ahead with techniques, but not not with not with um, technical ability. Yeah, yeah. Um, not a good button pusher. Yeah, you don't you don't need you know you've got you've got the technical ability. That's the thing. I mean, I've from listening to your music and everything, and and going through that and then reading up a little bit about you as well and like how like you sort of pioneered one of the sort of big like uh the the tapping technique and the sweep and things like that yeah um and and just reading that i mean there's a lot of bands now that that i listen to they're kind of um 
like these more sort of like modern progressive metal bands if you sure um, yeah. And a lot of them are using that technique in their, in their, in yes. their you know, and, and it's yeah. just amazing to, like, you must have that. It, it, it is, it is a very good, it is a very good technique. Mm. Um, it enables you to play very, very fast. Yeah. Um, I think the thing to guard against is the one horse trick aspect of it, though. Mm. Um, because... Once you've shown someone that you can do something dazzlingly good or or, or, or proficient, yeah, um, it can be be very wearing, particularly with um, electric guitar. Um, on nylon, I can do fast stuff, but then you know it's a case of constructing chords that work yeah. in the same way that that a, that a piano piece might might work, where um, the technique, I like to think, is serving the is serving the song. Yeah. Uh, whereas, you know, heavy metal girders coming at you, bam, 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 um, gunning you know, the salvos that, that guitars are capable of. Um, I don't think you can listen to it for long. I suspect if you're young, you probably can. You go, oh yeah, yeah, great, great, bam, 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 <laughs> but. I like a bit of romance yeah. <laughs> with it, you know. Yeah, no, that's I fair enough. Like and Clive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you remember the sketch? Yes. Anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah. So, um, I, I, like, I like music to be uh, dynamic and romantic yeah. and uh, sometimes demonic, all of those things, yeah. all those adjectives, um, uh, but not... Not all at once. The whole point is listening to a piece of music is a bit like a journey or a bit like a relationship. And um, you've got to convey emotion. Yeah. You've got to be able to arrest the passing listener thinking, oh, I thought that was piano and I found that letter. It was nylon guitar. Yes. How similar, how strange, what's going on? Uh, so... Um, yeah, to be able to confuse people in a nice way is yeah. is good, and I think perhaps imitating other instruments can be a good way of um, of working. But it's a very personal thing. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. So, where do you um like where 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 do your sort of um say influences? But I know you're kind of like into your sort of classical style of music and. Um, obviously yeah. that's where you're kind of like wanting for the romance or liking the romance and the demonic and the yeah that's right I think I think that romantic stuff is is uh, I think of the guys who um, wrote great melodies and also had great technique and you suspect they did very little else mm. other than that um, and they would have been guys from you know the 1500s on onwards who one assumes that they must have been socially in, in, in the equivalent of a middle-class situation. In other words, they weren't so loaded that they didn't have to work, but at the same time, perhaps they weren't stuck in the fields or a little bit later in the factories yeah. doing other, other stuff. Um, uh, so I, I do like the Russians a lot. Um, the Russian romantics have got the sort of the kind of Arabic thing, the Mongolian thing, and the yeah. Moorish thing, and all of that. So they do tend to sort of mix it all up, you know, you get that with 
Borodino, Rimsikovskov, Tchaikovsky, Rachmaninoff, all these all these guys who were bloody amazing. And I think of Chopin quite a lot when I'm playing the nylon. I'll tell you why, because he apparently was a fan of the guitar, oh. um, but he's the only classical composer I've ever heard of, apart from Rodrigo writing, you know, guitar stuff. Yeah. Um, he was a fan of, uh, of, of the guitar, so I think, oh, would he have liked this? And I... Um, I go at it with a kind of um, quite quite a lot of respect for um, for Chopin. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, I, I don't know Chopin was a, a thing for the guitar or had a thing for the guitar, and, and I'm sure that sort of the the sort of twelve string nylon would fit. Yeah, I think well so. I think, I think I think I think nylon uh, um, uh, twelve string. Yeah, yeah, twelve string is absolutely beautiful. There's no doubt about it. Um, um, but you can strum it, or you can pick them separately with the plectrum. It can sound very much like the harpsichord. Um, and if you play it with the fingers, you use, use the nails, um, uh, you can get a very delicate kind of shading. With it. You can get something very, very magical and very, very bright. Mm. Um, it's not as dynamic a, a guitar. In other words, it's not. Um, you can't get the loud, soft thing with it, I don't, I don't think in the same way that you can the infinite number of of tones that you can get with a with 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 a nylon guitar. Yeah, you get everything from uh, cello to glockenspiel to harp, all those things and brass, all those things that um, classical guitarists um, orchestrate when they're playing with. They can get all these different tones, and um, I guess Segovia was the guy who. Um, who came up with that? I think there were others before him, like I think you're a bit. Um, so, yeah, I, I guess we're all standing on the shoulders of giants, really. And yeah. Um, yeah. we all have our, our heroes. And uh, I, I look back at the guys who did it, did it wonderfully um, back then. So, uh, but then again, you know, I was into and am still into blues and baroque and what jazz has got to offer as yeah. well yeah and jazz rock and it doesn't stop there it's it's it's, it's orchestras and and um anyone who's working seriously hard in music to to improve it and take it other places that's that's good enough for me yeah no that's good i mean jazz i'm i'm particularly fond of jazz and and it is certainly something that that does stretch my uh my mind you know in a way it like kind of occupies yeah. a sort of chaotic part of my mind it's a it's a sort of source of music i use to concentrate as as, as yeah. well as that is it just kind of from the distractions of everything else if i don't have that in the background my brain yeah. just it will just i'll just lose interest in what i'm doing um but I, yeah. I particularly have it on for like especially like progressive stuff or even like jazz fusion things like that i just Yes. I just love having that on while I'm cooking or if I'm if I'm doing anything yeah. like, you know, with the kids or anything, just to kind of like keep me in the yeah. sort of like moment, but also keep that sort of scatty yeah. part of my brain that likes to go off and I, you know. Yeah. I guess after a certain point you start to stray into what is basically jazz fusion. That just starts to happen naturally really without even trying it. Yeah. Um but m- melody um, is 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 a very good thing. Yeah. Um, and um, with 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 jazz, you, you, 
jazz musicians tend to approach it like sport. Um, you know, it's it's very proficiency based, and you know that's the nature of 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 the genre. And um, I wouldn't argue with anyone else's proficiency. I spend you know half my life trying to be proficient at what I do. <laughs> so um, I'm not going to criticize anyone else, but I think melody. You see, that's that's the thing. So yeah, um, lots of pop writers come up with great melodies. Yep. Yeah, that's very true. The right song with the right singer. Right production. Yeah, no, it's exactly right, and it's it's fun seeing people who've um like written a lot of the sort of like punk songs, and 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 they've been writing pop songs for people as well at the same time, and and it's just yeah. it's just sort of they you know they have that in them that that songwriting that that way of getting yeah. maybe a hook or like you say the melody, um, yeah, and 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 pushing it that way, but not using it in their own their own creative outlet, if you will. So they kind of like. I just find it fun that I've, I know heavy metal musicians that have written pop songs, or they they do backing like. Yes, I, I'm sure or, they can. Um, yeah. um, I, I, I was talking to some of the guys from Motorhead, and I said, "Well, you, you know, what, so what do you listen to at home?" And, and they were saying Beethoven. Yeah. You know, so um, whatever you're typecast as, whatever your you know you're you're in character most of the time. Um, <laughs> I mean, I like to to play blues quite a lot. But I know that a progressive audience, that's not necessarily what they're after. They yeah. are after, um, they're after a journey, and um, they want it to be pan genre. They want surprises and for a band to turn on a dime and all of that. And I subscribe to all of that, of course. Mm. Um, but um, there's a great sort of simple pleasure in. The tortured squeal of a distorted guitar or harmonica <laughs> playing you know, playing blues yeah um and with a great singer um that's uh, an extraordinary combination yeah definitely definitely excellent well um you've got um just to sort of bring you on to like some of the things you've got coming up um yep. these are a little bit while away but we're gonna we're gonna mention that you've got a tour in november that is still going yep. ahead as far as we all know yep. right now um yep. it is the okay. sec- seconds out tour i think you've called it yep. um yep so yeah what can people um expect from that i mean um it, it's sort of uh um is it the genesis revisited run you're doing yeah um it's um Seconds Out was, was the the last album I, I made with Genesis. It's a live album. Um, we were cherry-picking across um, many of the albums to uh, to put that together. So when people say they like that album a lot, I suspect it's because of it's the nature of the songs. Mm. Um, and um, I have played quite a lot of that you know, in, in recent years. Yeah. But um, since I've been doing it, or started this thing about doing it album by album. I, I was stressing the, the joys, if you like, of of, um, of um, selling it by the pound because that was my favourite Genesis album. That was a good album. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it is a good album, and um, you know, it's idiosyncratic. It goes its own way. Um, it's very British, um, but it's got something. You know, it's got. Yeah. It's got its own atmosphere, and that's worked very well live. And um, so that's 
been playing to packed houses, or at least it was until the, the carpet was pulled from under us with the, the, um, the thing that we're all going through at the moment. Yeah. Um, but then there's um, then the second out, and I haven't decided exactly what the other songs are going to be in the set, but we, we will do the album and probably do full-length um, versions of the songs rather than giving people um, too many segues and snippets, because yeah. I think most people, if they hear a song, they want to hear the complete thing. So yeah. um, I'll do that. Cool. Um, and there'll there'll be some time for some some so-called solo stuff. But you know, there are several bands I've had different incarnations that have come up with of that stuff. The input of all those players and and contributors has been um, hugely. Um, you know, um, I, I'm, I'm falling over my words here, thinking <laughs> that um, yeah, collaborators are important. Yeah, yeah, I like to work with with partners. And you've got um, an autobiography coming out soon, haven't you? The book, yeah, there is, there is, an, there, there will be an autobiography. It's supposed to be coming out in July. Yeah, it's basically done, um, and um, I guess we're just doing corrections at this point in time. Okay. So. Um, uh yeah i think uh i think i think the book is good um i very rarely get a chance to read the whole thing back from beginning to end because there's always updates so oh yes we've got to read it all again yeah. make sure typos and uh and what have you and there aren't bits missing yeah um but yeah that's coming out in 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 july apparently oh, apparently <laughs> well i look forward to it i, I will be getting it because i do like a good autobiography especially with people that a part of my life in as you know music side of things i've read various like autobiographies by like alice cooper and slash and things like that of the sort of heavy yeah. metal side of things and i've enjoyed them and and um, i'm sure i will enjoy yours as well um so i'm looking forward to that and i'll keep an eye out that make sure that is coming out in july so <laughs> but, um i will let you go now um on that front thank you so um, much no worries thank you for doing nice this. talking to you it's been absolutely lovely and you have a fantastic yes. rest of your day steve Thank you. All the best, mate. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye.